I originally didn't go to college to become a STEM teacher. In fact, my major is in elementary education. Through my six years of teaching in the classroom, my experiences and passions led me to my K-5 STEM teaching and coaching position. I eventually did go back and get my master's in STEM leadership and a STEM certificate while always continuing to refine my practice and learn more about this field. While there are a lot of similarities between the general education classroom and the STEM classroom, there are a handful of things that surprised me during my first year teaching STEM, which I will be sharing in today's episode. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Whether you are currently a STEM teacher and this is your first year, maybe you've been doing it for a while, you're a classroom teacher who's trying to implement STEM, or maybe you're even a classroom teacher who is thinking about stepping into a STEM role, I think you're going to find a lot of things in this episode that will be relatable to you. I am definitely keeping it real and showing you behind the scenes, not so pretty behind the scenes of my first year teaching STEM. Also at the end, you'll be hearing from other teachers who listen to this podcast, and they will be sharing how this show has been helpful to them. Make sure to listen all the way to the end for this special bonus. What I realized right away my first year teaching STEM is sense of time is different. We always talk about as teachers how we never have enough time to do anything. Well, the same is true as a STEM teacher. Just the way that time is structured, it's completely different. I remember my first few weeks, how fast the time went, and I didn't get any lessons done. Let's be real. I really had a hard time getting things done with my classes. What was really tricky is I only had kids three days out of the week. It was the same kids three days in a row, but time went by so fast. The luxury of being a classroom teacher is you do have the same kids all day. The downfall is you do have the same kids all day, but you do have the same kids all day as a classroom teacher. And if you don't finish something in the morning, you can revisit it in the afternoon. As a STEM teacher, you typically don't have that luxury. You only have that short amount of time with them. And sometimes kids will even forget that. Even till this day, I still have kids who are confused why we are cleaning up and I can't let them build all day. I let them know. I have three more classes who are coming to me. You have to put it away. I am so sorry. I'm so glad you're having a good time, but we have to clean up. Time goes by so fast in a different way. And even that time in between classes, you sometimes get a moment to catch your breath, not all the time. And you have to gear yourself up for the next lesson. I'm always so sweaty at the end of the day. I used to wear super cute outfits and fancier shoes when I was a classroom teacher. Not to say I look terrible every day, but I pull out a lot more teacher tees and skirts and comfortable pants these days because I am up and down on the floor with K through five. You're running around all over the place. (laughs) 
And I even tell people teaching STEM is a lot like hosting a birthday party six times. You have to have the same amount of energy for all six classes and make the experience special and meaningful for every single one. So I am like the cool aunt who hosts the special birthday parties all day, every day. Something else when it comes to time, I was always stressed out about materials and making sure that everything was prepped and ready to go for every single class. I still get that sometimes when I am implementing brand new lessons or brand new tools that I have never tried before, but I have really tried to develop systems and routines, which you hear about in all my other episodes on how I can get kids to be independent when it comes to gathering their supplies while also being collaborative. I have moved things around in my room constantly to make sure they are at kid height, kid accessible, and that they can do the bulk of gathering materials, being successful during work time, and also putting them away independently. This has given me a little bit more breathing room in between classes. I definitely didn't have this figured out my first year teaching STEM. So if you're feeling it, that's okay. You will get there. This is just part of the whole process of building your systems and routines. Another big thing that I learned my first year teaching STEM is that it helps you grow your teaching abilities. If you can teach K through five all day and have differentiated lessons for all of them while teaching, think about it, every single kid in the school, I really feel like you can teach anything. It's funny because when I first got into teaching, when I was deciding on my major, I was really in between elementary education and also early childhood. Well, you know, I went to the early childhood route, but I really love the littles and I really see their creativity and all of their amazing ideas each and every day. Now, when I was a classroom teacher, I only taught second and third grade. And when I got my third grade role, I actually didn't apply for that job. I really wanted the kindergarten job. Funny enough, when I walked into the interview room, I actually knew one of the girls in my interview completely by accident. That's actually not why I got the interview, but I knew her and she was on the third grade team. And so when it came down to it, she really wanted to work with me. I thought, okay, why not? I will take a risk. I need a change. And so I ended up loving third grade and taught it for four years. However, I still do love the littles. But I also really appreciate the older students as well and how deep we can go in the concepts. I really do love the variety of having all the grade levels and seeing that progression of learning, especially year after year. This has been really eye-opening and really has been testing my differentiation skills when it comes to particular grades, but also being able to meet the needs of all of my students literally on the fly. Sometimes I will think of ideas right then and there and it ends up working or sometimes it doesn't. But being able to teach all the grade really tests and grows you as a teacher. And if you are in a rut and you're thinking about getting into STEM, it is really hard at first, but also it's really exciting because it is so different throughout the day when you have all of those different kids. The cool thing too that you don't always get as a classroom teacher is you do get the same kids every single year. Unless you are looping with your students, which I know some teachers do or some schools are really big on that, as a specials teacher, you do get the same kids year after year. I am in year five with knowing my fifth graders, so I have known them since first grade, and they forget they have known me that long. I've basically been their only STEM teacher, and so it's really cool to see 
all of the amazing things we have done together, how much deeper we can get into the projects. I really do know those students, even though it is 45 minutes for five days in a row once a month. But really knowing them over five years, it's pretty cool to see all the amazing things that they do and knowing their passions and different things that they want to try. Also, when it comes to testing your teaching abilities, not only do you have to differentiate for their student needs, but also adjust to different teaching styles. Now, you're not always teaching with the classroom teachers unless that is the role that you have, which I have had that role before also, um, pushing into the classrooms and helping teachers implement STEM and technology in innovative and meaningful ways. But when you have all the kids come into your classroom, you can definitely see the different styles of teaching that the kids are used to with their homeroom teacher. Some are more laid back about things. Some have more strict behavior management. Some are all about collaboration, creativity. Some where kids have to be silent and listen to the teacher all day. It's very interesting to see how kids will respond to your style, which I am all about being the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage, which the kids think I'm a little bit funny, not too funny. They're a little more impressed to have a YouTube channel, if anything else. But I'm really all about getting them the information right away and letting them run with it and attack the problems. Not all teachers have the same style as me. I thrive in this controlled chaos. So it really does, again, test your teaching abilities, being able to adjust to different classes and what they are used to with their homeroom or general education classroom teacher. Another big thing when stepping into the first year of STEM is that you really are an island. Now, this can definitely be based on the school. I do have a team of specials teachers who are very sweet, PER in music, but we don't teach the same thing. We do eat together and we're able to talk about kids, but we're not really planning together all the time. There are moments where me and the art teacher might collaborate on some special projects, but it's way different than being a classroom teacher where you have a team and you can even divvy up the work, where you can talk about the curriculum, you can talk about the units, you might even be able to switch kids based on differentiation. As a STEM teacher, you really are an island. Now, this really helps you be a self-starter and problem solver when it comes to building your curriculum, and that can be super overwhelming. I stepped into a classroom that was brand new and remodeled and zero curriculum. There were some tools in there, nothing else. So I loved this challenge because I love writing lessons and trying new ideas, which you can see my whole year-long plan at naomimeredith.com slash year-long plan, and even get every single lesson that I teach to my students all packaged up together so you don't have to do all that planning. But it was super overwhelming because I didn't know the kids. I didn't know what tools I'm supposed to be using. So you really want to find your community, whether it's other STEM teachers in the community, even neighboring districts. You could join online groups. Find me on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore. Or even if you find friends who are online, you could join Facebook groups. I have one as well, the Elementary STEM Coach Facebook group, which that will be also linked in the show notes. But finding your people can really help you collaborate and not feel so alone because it can get kind of lonely. Even though you see hundreds of kids a day, you really are by yourself and you're not always sure if your ideas are really good or not. 
So being able to talk to other adults can be really impactful. And I learned that pretty quickly and reached out and have my STEM teacher besties, which of course you heard from one in our first guest interview, Jen Seavey. And I'm going to have some of my other STEM teacher friends in future podcasts because it's so important to find your people, especially in the education space. The fourth big thing that I learned my first year teaching STEM is that STEM is super impactful, but it is still very new in the elementary STEM space. There are various perceptions as to what STEM should look like in the elementary space and even in your own building. I realized this very quickly. First of all, the kids were excited to come to my class, but it was rebranded, as you would say. It also depends on if you've had a STEM teacher before or a similar role before, and this also kids will bring in their bias as well. For my older students my first year, not all of them actually really like to build and be creative. They were so used to past teachers in this role, telling them exactly what to do. It had to look the same. There was not much creativity within that. And then they did coding all the time. So they had a different experience when it came to STEM. And it really took a long time to help build their trust and to create an environment where they wanted to create and try something new while also having a growth mindset. I had a lot more buy-in with my little kids because they didn't really have much experience with that past teacher. So it will take time building up those things with your kids. And if you're not finding success that first year or if things are failing more often than succeeding, keep going. You are not a failure. It does take time. You're building a program. It's like as a classroom teacher, you build the thing the whole year. You are building that community for 180 plus days. As a STEM teacher or specials teacher, if you have a unique role, your time is real is a lot shorter. And it can take years to get to this high level place that you have in your mind and you know the kids can do. Keep trying, keep building that community, keep instilling growth mindset. It is worth it. I promise you. <laughs> There's also some biases from the teachers in my building as well. Before my classroom was remodeled, it was actually a legit computer lab. And a lot of teachers kept calling my class computers, tech, which I am not the computer lab teacher or the STEM teacher. And kids kept calling me the tech teacher. I'm like, okay, so we really have to, are learning what STEM means. One fun way that I did this is I created something called STEM style. So again, building my brand as the STEM teacher in my building. And we really talked about what STEM is. I'm like, okay, well, this is STEM. I am not your tech teacher. I'm not your computer lab teacher, but you do have a STEM teacher. Tech is one of those things in STEM, but here's what the other letters mean. And here's how we're going to be doing them in this lesson. I always try to point out those things, even till this day, my fifth year teaching STEM, I tell them, oh, there's a lot of M in STEM today. We're doing a lot of math when it comes to our maker money. So I will point out those things. And then they're like, oh, okay. Because sometimes we get a little frustrated with the math, but that's part of STEM. I did something called STEM style. So we always talk about what STEM means. And if kids wore a shirt that represented STEM, so science, technology, engineering, or math, I would take a picture and it would go on my digital picture frame. I have all the pictures from the past five years of being in this role. There's hundreds and hundreds of pictures. Kids think if they stand there, they might see themselves. If they do, they're super lucky and they should go to Vegas. I know they're not old enough, but 
they could be a lucky charm, but they get so excited and it's really helped them build their vocabulary of how there's so many different avenues when it comes to STEM. And then now they're finally calling my class STEM and I'm not the computer teacher or the tech teacher. I'm legit the STEM teacher. Also, when it comes to the admin, there might be a lot of support when it comes to STEM or there might not be, or it could be there's a lot of support and they have no idea what you're talking about. So when you're thinking about your evaluations or who your admin are and the different people you're dealing with higher up, really showing and explaining the reason why you are doing things. That is why planning with standards and using the engineering design process is important because you're really building the backbone of what your lessons mean and the why behind it. When you're thinking about that differentiation and creating your year-long plan, while there is a progression of learning, admins understand that. They might not understand what coding is or robotics, but they understand those things. So if you are being more thoughtful in your lessons, you're going to have more buy-in for your program and you can really explain the why behind your doing things. Of course, that is just a snapshot, and there is a lot of work to be had in the elementary STEM space, and that is a big reason why I created this podcast, because as of right now, there's not a whole lot out there, and we need more voices to help make a positive difference in this STEM space. Sometimes for me, it can be a little bit awkward just talking into a microphone, and I don't always know who is listening and how this podcast is even helping. So I put out a call to action for this special 30th episode where you could leave me a message on how the Elementary STEM Coach podcast has been impactful to you and you all stepped it up with your messages. They really put a big smile on my face and it continued to instill the drive in me to make a big impact in STEM education when it comes to elementary in a positive way. So I want you to take a listen to me and hear all of these awesome words that you all had to say. I love how Naomi gives such actionable tips. She doesn't just give you the theory and the why, but she gives you something that you can take back into your classroom and really make it your own, um, which is so helpful. The Elementary STEM Coach podcast has been a phenomenal resource for me. This is my first year teaching STEM, and it has been my go-to in listening and learning the ins and outs of STEM. I get super excited when I see that a new episode comes out, and I can't wait to hear more. Your blog revives me just when I think, I don't have any more ideas. What can I do? You send me a an idea and I get revived. I think the wheels start spinning and I think I can do this. I could and so it's a, a jolt of creativity when I don't feel I have any. Thanks so much for sharing. Hi Naomi, my name is Amber Frazier and I'm a first year STEM educator at Maplewood Elementary School. I teach kindergarten through sixth grade and I can honestly say that you have given this first year teacher all of the tools that I need to be able to change the lives of my students every day. I can confidently say that work does not feel like work because of people like you and the resources that you've given us and the confidence that you instill in each of us with the things that you share. You have changed my life and the lives of all of my students. Thank you so much, Naomi, for all that you do. 
Hi, Meredith. My name is Peg Volek, and I teach in Percocet, Pennsylvania. This is my 31st year of teaching, and after 27 years in the classroom, I took on a role of a STEM and gifted support teacher. Your podcast has helped me with management, um, because even though I've taught for so long, managing kids once a week is a little bit different. Uh, it's a whole different world. Thank you so much for keeping it real, giving me good ideas and how to look ahead, how to look at the whole scope and sequence. That has been really helpful. If you can have any tips on how to make 45 minutes last forever, that'd be great because I feel like they forget everything from week to week. At least that's how it seems. I love listening to your podcast because your troubles are the same as mine and it makes me feel like it's okay. It is the way that the STEM world works. Thank you so much for your podcast. Look forward to the next episode. Thanks. Hi, Naomi. My name is Katie, and I just wanted to say thank you for sharing this podcast with all of us. I transitioned from being a classroom teacher over the last, gosh, I've been a teacher for 12 years, and I've taught in a lot of different fifth and sixth grade classrooms, um, from teaching math to social studies to English, all over, you know, running the gamut. But I made a big jump this year to become a STEAM specialist in a three to five elementary school, and I wasn't sure how I would feel about everything if I could handle it all. And I have loved it, and I have loved turning to your podcast to feel less alone and to get advice on where to move forward. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Donna, and I love the STEM Coach podcast. I'm new to STEM this year because I have a STEM club for the first time. Some of my favorite things about the podcast are the one-day challenges some tips for management, like the tape around the popsicle sticks, that's my favorite, and all the great ideas for planning and lessons. Thanks for all the great ideas. Keep them coming. Hi, I am a 15-year experience high school science teacher who now moved into a new role this school year at a K-8 school, and my position is to help integrate STEAM into the fabric of our school. Your podcast has been so helpful for me in getting real tangible ideas of things to do with students as K to five is definitely not my area of expertise. And I really appreciated um, the concrete examples that you give and the resources that you share. It has probably saved me countless hours. Thank you. I enjoy the STEM podcast because it helps me find lessons specific to elementary STEM, which is really hard to find. It gives me lesson plans and different ideas on how to teach STEM. Hi, Naomi. This is Megan from West Virginia. This is my second year teaching STEAM. I travel between the three elementary schools in the county that I serve and I listen to your podcast on the way to give me ideas and be able to keep my mind on new STEAM ideas while I travel between the schools. Thanks so much for all your ideas. You were one of the first people I found when I started this new job from changing over from being a second grade teacher for multiple years. Thank you to all of you who took a moment to record these. Again, they mean the world to me. You can actually leave me a voice message anytime whether it's a question you have that you want me to answer on the show, 
something you're wondering, or if you want to say thank you, feel free to record me a message. It's super easy to do. You can just go to this link, naomimeredith.com slash voice, and it's also always linked in the show notes. Thank you so much and can't believe we made it to episode 30. What an exciting celebration. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.